0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell. Danny back to throw tight end. And Rajah Bell.
1: Bell
2: 22 Raja. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me.
3: What is going on? Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell and Rajah Bell. Good Monday morning. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of golf on yeah. to watch that. We have great weather here in South Florida, but I did see there was some nasty weather across the Northeast. So I'm sure a lot of people just sat in the couch. Like I used no, to do when I lived so up hot. there. Yeah.
1: It is like officially <laughs> oh, summer. Right here. Not no, to sound like perfect. that idiot, but no, it's so, like I went for a run on Saturday and I thought my life was going to end. I was sucking. <laughs> All wind. that humidity. It's We've so been without hot. the
2: humidity for so long. Exactly. Now it's back it down. is
3: back for sure. Uh, there was some <laughs> NBA action too. We're going to actually get to that. We'll preview some of the NBA playoffs as they start next weekend. NHL preview for the playoffs. Ba, 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 ba. Who's got a chance? We're going to dive deep into that. roger has uh, got the scoop. Yeah, exactly. No He's going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton making news again. Not the way you want to. WrestleMania was on last night. I saw a lot of tweets going about that. So I'll we'll have to get the scoop on that. But first, I have good news and bad news. Um, I'll give you the bad news, bad news first. Yes, so on this podcast... Wednesday before the Masters, I gave out my picks. I don't know if you guys remember. You remember Harry Potter Jr., right? Harry Potter Jr. You had a lot of
2: lefties. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good lefties played that.
3: The one guy I didn't give out, I actually had. But, so the bad news is, actually, some of the guys I gave out, Steve Stricker.
2: Furyk. Furyk. Yeah, and they didn't even play. They didn't even play. Right.
3: Which I was so mad at my sports book because I'm like, well, why would you even give the odds on them if they're not playing in it? Ended up losing that money.
2: Right, you lose that money. I lost that money. If they don't compete in the field, you bet, and you lose the money. I lose that money.
3: Good news. I had Patrick Reed.
2: Mommy. At seventy to one. Where are we eating, baby? Bam. Is now, it McDonald- McDonald's money? No. Like Chili's no, money?
3: I'm we're going actually I have some some gift cards here too, so I can use <laughs> that as well. We're going to Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris to to money. Ruth Chris? Okay, Chris? I've yeah. never been there. And you can take the wine home. Uh, you can cork it up if you want. I didn't know cork that. it <laughs> up. Yeah. Let's That's go. what you do when you get old and you have to be home in you, bed by You got him at o'clock. seventy
2: to one, huh? Yeah,
3: seventy That's... to one. Now, I have all these people, cause I was, I put it out before the round started. I'm like, Hey, I'm rooting for Patrick Reed. You know, I got money on. Him. Cause there is no way I'm rooting for Patrick Reed to win if I didn't have a bet on him because
2: of his history. Are you aware of his history? Um, I mean, I love him at the Ryder Cup. I mean, he he's looks like he's a boss. Like he yeah. goes
3: out there and he just wants to win.
2: Right. He went to Augusta State. Like he, yeah, but there's a I little thought, more to the I, don't story. The, I don't know. I don't know the back story I'll fill back story. you in.
3: I'll all fill right. you in. All right. Cause a lot of people may not know this as they're watching it unfold. So Patrick Reed started his career at the University of Georgia. Oh, okay. Great golf program. Fantastic golf school. Yep. He got busted cheating. Oh. Yeah. like uh, In a golf round. So apparently oh. his ball was hit way in the rough. And then he went up to it and he found, quote, found a ball. <laughs> and it was like perfect lie. Right. And his teammates called him out on it. So that was like one issue. Then he had two arrests for drunk uh, drinking under the age, which is not a big deal. But it's like, all right. Twice, Wait, like drink, once. Not drinking, not DUI. You're just no, drinking drinking underage, underage. Underage, underage drinking. drinking. Exactly, no, no, not that yes, big of yes, a deal. Yes. But he ended up leaving Georgia. Like he got kicked out of Georgia. Right. Then he goes to Augusta State, and apparently there, his teammates had a vote to kick him off the team because he was Ooh. such a jerk. Oh, so he's a he's a, bad. He's he's a, a bad. prickly. Yeah, yeah prickly dude. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <news, and> I <laughs> yes. love it. And they, were, they were doing some stories on him after. And he doesn't, he hasn't talked to his parents since 2012 because they had a dispute over the girl he ended up marrying. Like, so he's estranged yeah, from his family. Wow. Like, yeah. it is a... Where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, like, all the guys that they asked on tour, it was like, well, I don't really know him. Like, he doesn't play with anybody, he doesn't
2: practice with anybody. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think that's Clearly actually... He's not what... not wor- working out with the rest of them. No, but right? I think that's what kind of makes
3: him... Like this, he's got this edge and he plays with a chip on his shoulder and it's not your traditional, oh, nice shot, like clock, right. golf clap. It's like, I want to go out and destroy everybody and screw all you guys. I'm going to go out and play, which is one of the reasons I liked him going into the Masters.
2: Yeah. Well, you got to have that kind of attitude sometimes, especially in a tournament, like as, as, as big as the Masters. Um, I think you kind of changed my opinion on the dude though. Like I didn't know really, I didn't know <laughs> I any like, of that about of him. Like, but so now I, you don't like him or you, I still enjoy watching like and and Sunday was kind of Ryder Cupish for me the way yeah. those guys were going like shot for shot in the crowds and like I enjoy, that's the way I enjoy golf like so that's why I always get so salty when guys are talking about oh they're talking about my ball and, and, because I like that atmosphere and it felt like that um, and I like him in that atmosphere you know like in that environment um, but I, I root for good dudes I like good dudes for the most part me too like, and. You know, I would have never
3: been rooting for him if I didn't have money on him. Like, I would have been rooting against him. I would have been rooting for him to choke instead yeah. of going nuts while he's out there.
2: Uh, uh, what about what about the banning of the red shirt, though?
3: Let's get to that. Yeah. Let's
2: get to it right now. What we learned.
3: All right. We learned that despite being banned from wearing red, as you just mentioned, and listening to Imagine Dragons when he wakes up, I didn't know that little nugget. You hit, they,
0: they highlighted that late in the round <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and when he won, Nick Faldo used an Imagine Dragon's, dragon's lyric. He Did said. he really? Yeah. So I was that, watching, I went out to dinner last it was night corny. and we
3: had it up on the bar like so we didn't hear uh, it, but we were just watching does it. It's <laughs> it not to his a band you
1: can like drop the song lyric and just, people would know. He, he, right? Their
3: lyrics are pretty deep though. Well, would I, but if I heard it, I would know. Yesterday what is an Imagine Dragon song? Wait
1: really? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what an is Imagine it? Dragon? What? No, what would a song Hold be? Let me look up a song by Imagine Dragons. See, I, none of us can I, that, say it off the top of our head. That's what I'm saying. Like, w- if you want to drop a Beyonce lyric, people are going to know. <laughs> no. you my no. wonder. No, no, no. Oh, no that's, uh, that's like no. Oasis. That's oh, like from what? like 1989. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Thunder.
0: Nick Faldo said.
1: Thunder. Oh, okay. I know that's
2: Thunder. thunder. Okay, so, yeah. yesterday,
0: Nick Faldo, when he made that final putt to win the Masters, he said, Welcome to the New Age, to the New Age, which is Imagine Dragons, but it was just the way he presented it. Radioactive.
3: Somebody planted that line in his head for sure. But to your question yeah. about the wearing red, if I'm Patrick Reed and I had won however many tournaments he had won on tour, I think it was five, and you had been wearing red as a tribute to Tiger in those, and that was your Sunday, Sunday get up, I would have walked away from Nike and said, Adidas, Under Armour, anybody else, let's go. Let me wear red on Sunday. Like, I did not. I'm nah. a superstitious guy. Nah. You you wouldn't, nah, wouldn't you wouldn't
2: leave Nike because nope. you're faithful to Nike. Well, I love Nike, number one. Nike, I do too, but remember I... your boy, all right? Like that. I don't know. Like, like my pot isn't good enough to get free gear anymore. Like we're not gonna what, what the hell? Um Like seriously, Nico, what's up, baby? Um No, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have left Nike before the tournament. Now I win the Masters, and you didn't let me wear that red. Oh, today, Stanley, today, now. no. But oh, real you're talk, up, you're like, up. Yeah, right now, if, if I don't know what his contractually where he sits with Nike, but. You know, the color red cannot be off limits on Sunday. And I love Tiger. I, I am a Tiger, as big a Tiger fan as anybody out there. And it's almost like having a jersey retired, except it's a friggin' color. And there are no numbers in golf. So you can't tell me that I can't wear red. I understand where Nike was coming from with it. But to your point, if I'm Patrick Reed, I wouldn't have done it pre-final like final round. Too much going on. I got to focus on this round. But after the final round, if there's a way for me to get out of this... I am now on the open market. I can't
3: believe you would go out there and wear that god-awful magenta or whatever, that color they were trying to force down our throats, which, by the way, every Nike guy was wearing. Paul Casey was wearing it. Rory was wearing it under his sweater. That's the new color. That's the summer color. I have no idea, but it's ugly. It's vile. It is. What color do you think it is? I think it's magenta. My wife said it was hot pink. I don't think it was hot pink. Uh, it's purpley. Yeah, um, purpley, pinky. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. that's magenta. No, yeah,
1: I would say it's magenta. magenta. Which is yeah, arguably I the worst right. color. Uh, exactly. In like the yeah. entire color scheme. We'll put
0: a poll up on the Twitter page. <laughs> yes, uh, what color was yeah, it? No,
1: I think it was
3: magenta. Uh, so yeah, I can't believe you would have worn it though. I would have, superstition, I would have said, I would have worn red and said, I'll deal with the consequences. How does
0: that work?
2: Does Nike, does Nike say They lay you out
3: your outfits for the whole You weekend. have no say in
2: that. Apparently not. Because he said, he's like, and he wore it as a tribute I mean, to Tiger. Maybe not red, but like let's say they're not going to give me three shirt choices for like Sunday no. at the Masters. No, they're in pushing. fact,
3: because I follow the I'm kind of a golf nerd, yeah. in case you haven't noticed. This is fascinating. I follow all yeah. these golfers. Yeah. So on Wednesday, before the Masters, they'll say, here are my outfits for the week. And they have everything already laid out. Really? And they're going to wear certain things, unless they don't make the cut. And then I guess they'll wear them at home on the couch. Yeah. But yeah, they, already, they pick them out pre, uh, pre-tournament. pre And they're just going to wear them. That's so, interesting. Yeah, little nugget for you. All oh. right. All right, next up,
2: what we learned. All
3: right, we learned that Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler will be in contentions for major, majors for a long, long time. I think not only these two guys, but you got a slew of guys under the age of twenty seven. JT, even 30. Rory, yeah.
2: DJ, a slew um, of them. Uh, John Rahm. All these dudes are. John Rahm might be a little older, is he? Uh, no, he's, no, he's 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 a, young he's a too. baby too. Yeah.
3: He's like 24, 25. So Spieth goes out, shoots eight under sixty four. He was making a run. Now, he would have been the guy that I would have been all about. Like yeah. I would have been mm-hmm. like, this is an incredible story. It's a comeback. He wakes up. He starts just getting after it and is tearing up the course. He was breathing down Patrick Reed's neck. Uh, I would have been all about him or Ricky Fowler. So he shot a 567, and he almost uh, got there. Again, yeah. one shot away. He was right in the hunt. I would have been rooting for a Reed choke, and I would have been rooting for extra holes. But yeah. as it was, I was like, no way am I doing this. <laughs> but I thought Jordan Speed – like, I think both of these guys – I think, and I think this is the case in a lot of sports, but especially golf. I think it's easy to play when you're Jordan Spieth and you're nine shots back. What do you start the day? Nine shots back. He, yeah. I think it was nine shots back. I think it's easy in that situation. Like yeah. you're already great. Like just go out there and you're just gonna attack the course and say, well, screw it. Yeah. I throw As a opposed up. to Reed playing with a three shot lead, you get kind of tentative. You play differently. You're like, hey, I just don't want to screw this up. Yeah. And it's different.
2: It's a that, different mindset. It's all mindset. It was exactly what I was gonna say. You're right. It's all mindset. And I. What do you have to lose if you're if you're, you know if you're damn Jordan Smith, you've won Masters exactly. you're, you're just going to throw you know you're shooting at pins there's no there's no real hesitancy to to, to attack um, it was interesting because I listened to Patrick Reed speak and what he was saying was he had the us against the world mentality he and his family thought he could win it um, and he was leading the tournament on Saturday night and he said that and it was interesting because when I played I didn't listen to the media I didn't want to know what Danny Cannell thought about me in game six and my struggles and whether I could bounce back in game seven. Like I didn't need it. I wanted my own pure thoughts, but he was saying that everyone was picking someone else. No one was picking him. So he felt that there was absolutely no pressure on him. And so, I mean, I think that early in his round, you could see that that wasn't necessarily the case, but that's what he was spewing after the tournament was like, look, you know, little disrespectful i'm leading the tournament and everybody else is getting picked no one gives me a chance so at that point i got nothing to lose
3: i'm like you when i was playing i tried to block out the noise like if there was a newspaper sitting around in the locker room i throw it out like i'd move it so i didn't even couldn't even read a headline right do you think it's even possible now to insulate yourself i don't either there's so much noise so much social media texting yeah people can text you i can't believe so and so said this like you can't insulate yourself you cannot
2: insulate yourself and even i i could do it because i'd shut my stuff off like if it was a really big game like I go like complete yeah. like zero dark thirty <laughs> like, like you're not yeah you can't get me except my mom you're right who would, she reads everything. So like I get a call, I think there is like an emergency or something, somebody's in trouble <laughs> and I pick it up and she's like did you read what that guy said about you in the in the comment section on an article in the Deseret Sun? And I'm like Jesus, Mom. Like you know, I don't want to know that. Why are you calling me about this? <laughs> you know, but so I yeah. couldn't hide from her. But every everybody else, I can insulate from.
3: Come on, Mom, insulate us. Help us out. All right, next up,
1: what we learned.
3: All right, this one's kind of a. I think this was a good weekend for Tiger Woods. We learned that Tiger Woods might not be as close as we thought, but he's still not that far off. I think that's an accurate assessment. Yeah. Like I thought. He played okay. I mean, he never had his stuff. Like He struggled with the driver. We talked about it on Friday. I thought he would be a little bit closer. Yesterday, he wanted to get the round to even. He missed that goal by one. He played pretty well on Sunday. I think he's right where he needs to be. I think he was way ahead of pace. Yeah. And I think myself, everybody jumped on him. I guaranteed that Masters victory, which Debo liked to remind all of our Twitter <laughs> followers, at Canel and I mean, Bell. You put it out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and left it there as a pinned tweet, right. uh, no less. But I think I think his swing looks good. I think health-wise, his back looks good. I think he'll – now this is the great question. I think he'll definitely win another PGA Tour event. Ooh. It's Does he win another major And that one, I might back off just a little bit. Yeah, but I'll be rooting for him too.
2: Absolutely, I I actually think he does win a major. I was with you in that. I was really hoping that he was going to win, but if you're being honest, you know he is right where he should be right now. I think because he experienced the success right out of the gate a little bit, and he he looked better than people thought he would look coming back. We all just wanted that timeline to be pushed up a little bit, but. When you're dealing with major injury, and I mean like a back injury for a golfer, and, and major what he had fusion surgery on his on his yeah. vertebrae, like that's a that's a game changing injury. They're going to be like they're going to be ups and downs. And so when people come back from injuries, they just think that the the trajectory is like a steady uphill climb. It's not that like you're you're uphill for a minute, and then you might plateau, right? And then you might be back uphill, and then you might like regress. Like it's it's a steady climb. Um, if you're able to get back to where you are, and it's not always on an upwards trajectory. So, like, I don't even think the Tiger took a step back. He just plateaued a little bit. Like, he just isn't steadily climbing. And I think the more rounds he gets, a good Sunday, um, a different perspective, not on the top of the leaderboard, but kind of trying to have to fight and claw. I think he needs to experience the gamut of emotions and scenarios on the tour for him to have a chance to win that, that next uh major if you will and it seems
3: like the only one who had a grasp of that going into the masters was him right (laughs) Uh, he was was (laughs) trying to tell everybody that and he's like no no no, i'm not like the expectations are great but i'm not really there right and i'm like i'm all in let's go all right next up what we learned we learned that roy mcelroy still has some sunday issues that augusti has to deal with in order to become a masters champion i think that's a fair assessment like i think he i I did not like his attitude when he finished saturday he started chirping Mm -hmm. And he was firing shots at Patrick Reed. I just oh, I thought he was trying in. to fill play the in. Villain. I was a villain. So, so he I... was talking. He after his round, he's like, "All the pressure's on him. I'm just here to spoil the party." And he kind of like he just he tried to play the villain role yep. and I and like tried to get into Patrick Reed's head. And clearly, it didn't work. He had a very very makeable eagle putt early. I think it was the second hole, and he and he missed it. Yep. And I thought from then on, he was just a little bit off. And again, golf is probably one of those sports where it is so hard because basketball, football, baseball to some extent, if you have nerves, they kind of go away
2: once you start playing. Yeah, you're running, you're jumping, you're yeah, getting yeah, out yeah, all you're, that You're, energy. you're yeah, hit, you're boxing
3: yeah. out, you're doing stuff. In golf, you're yeah. just kind of tense the whole time. There's yeah. nothing you can do to get rid of it. In fact, I've played with guys on tour when they say they have these like cr- crazy outbursts, like throwing a club. They say they almost do that like for attention release, like huh. let out some of that anger yeah. and get some of those nerves out. But that's... Uh, that's like, I think that's a real issue. And guys, it messes with their tempo and everything. Uh,
2: this is a question. Not not This isn't so much an assessment of Rory or the situation, but it's a question for you because you're probably more avid golfer than I am, although I love it. Um, who do you think, like on a mental toughness scale of these young guys? Uh, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed I'm telling
3: you from a mental toughness like he had that edge. Remember the Valspar this is one of the reasons I liked him. Remember the Valspar Tiger was going in the same group they were going back and forth yeah. to try to catch Paul Casey. Yeah, He didn't falter at all. Like he was out there
2: twirling his club, like he was out there like, just boss. He's a he's a big enough prickly yeah. character <laughs> yes. that it doesn't matter to him, right? Exactly. Uh, I worry about Rory when
3: I think Speeth is really mentally tough. Speeth
2: is too. And Rory I I think Rory, I, look when Rory is on He's able to do stuff with a golf ball that I don't even know that like Patrick Reed, I mean I Patrick Reed might be able to but Dustin Johnson comes to mind when those guys are like cooking like they're all over stuff but something about Rory maybe it was because he hit the scene like so quickly after Tiger and then he didn't like carry the torch the way people thought he would. I have reservations sometimes about where he is mentally and his his toughness mentally. And I don't know that that's fair to him or not. That's just my opinion.
3: All right. Last bonus for what we learned.
2: What we learned.
3: That professional golfers are just like us. All right. Bubba Watson had a putt for Eagle. Yeah. Do you know where that putt went? In the bunker. What? He putted it in the bunker. Bubba's
2: my guy. Yeah, <laughs> Mine I, I, too. Yeah, like, I love
3: watching him play. Yeah. He had a putt for Eagle and put it in the bunker. What hole? And, like, for the – I think it was – early i think it was on the front nine i'm not 100% sure if it was two or the silly other, long
2: putt that he just not kind of really baked?
3: it wasn't that crazy but there were two ways to break it and then was what was kind of bad for Bubba as you're watching it like John Rom had a putt later in the round and so every time they'd be like oh this is where Bubba put it in the yeah. bunker from and you can see like he tried to take it over the fringe yep. and go more directly oh, but just... if you went like Rom did you go totally like the other way right that but that's like the undulation of Augusta which kind of gets you crazy the... but I but I love moments like that like when golfers hack it around okay they're, like, hey, they're just like us
2: uh those greens at Augusta, both gorgeous and diabolical at the same time. Like, I don't think I've ever seen, a, like, a more gorgeous set of greens, like a place where even if you weren't a golfer, it looked like you just want to, like, have a picnic on the damn greens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you put that ball in the wrong place, and, you're, and you're, uh, you're out of luck.
3: You know who else is just like us? Hannah.
1: <laughs>
0: Here's what's happening with Hannah.
1: Smoothest transition there is. All right, Shohei Ohtani showing out in Anaheim last night. The rookie looking anything but retiring the first 19 athletics in order, carrying a perfect game into the seventh inning. The final line, seven innings pitched, one hit, zero earned runs, 12 strikeouts, and oh, all while hitting 99 on the gun on his final pitch. Ooh, also, final according pitch. to the stat WRC+, plus, Ohtani has this... I'm sorry. Otani has been the second best offensive player in all of baseball. The Angels are seven and three.
2: Um, look for those who said that that cat. And I mean, the jury's still out. It's early, but he looks like he's going to be able to get it done mm-hmm. um, on both sides of the ball. I mean, his stuff was electric. Nope. It was electric. That splitter was like that splitter was just diving look at, at you. Breaking no, down the splitter. Talk, that thing was. If I saw that ball, first of all, I I couldn't diagnose as a hitter what ball it was. Like, I wasn't a good baseball player like that. But some of that stuff looks like impossible to hit. I just – I liked his composure when he was out there. You know, he didn't look like – and pitchers tend to be relatively composed to begin with. But dude doesn't look like a rook. Like, And so for the people and all the pundits that were like, hey, well, you know, like Japanese baseball in the major leagues. Like, this guy's clearly polished. Like, you, this isn't a – this isn't a high schooler coming out. This dude is a polished pro. Uh, it's pretty cool to watch. I love it. I hope he changes the game. I hope we start
3: thinking differently because there are a lot of guys that are good enough to pitch and hit, yeah. but old school baseball are like, nope, can't do it. I hope this changes the game.
1: Going over to someone who had the bit of an opposite weekend following yesterday's performance. Jean Carlos Stietten, now the first player in the live ball era to have two games with zero hits and five strikeouts in the same season. And we're less than two weeks in. The Bronx booed again as Stanton now hitting just 167 on the year with 20 strikeouts in 10 games. Here's the thing. I don't know what to say about this.
3: Here's the thing. Yankees fans need to realize, one, you're stuck with him. Like you're gonna, you're already paying him all this money. So why not root for him? Two is he strikes out a lot. Like he's a guy who is a, is a all or nothing type hitter. He's very streaky. He's been very up and down throughout his career. Obviously he's struggling right now at the plate. You're not doing him any help by booing yes. him. Only Amen. getting in his head, bro. Danny, right. I'm he's going to start pressing now. I'm with you
2: 100. Well, what end game is for this guy to be like what he was in Miami? Yeah. Do you think booing him <laughs> in the New York market, it, like in his first two weeks? And granted, he's been really bad. But to your point, you know he's going to strike out. I, I don't know, like. Didn't they run Randy? They ran Randy Johnson right out of town, like with the with but the see, media Randy stuff in New York. Did something
3: different. Randy got off to a really bad start because he was walking in the street. You remember that video that was going yeah. around? He was walking down the street and somebody like came up to ask him something about the Yankees, and he was kind of a jerk. Okay. And the video went viral, and so like he got off to a wrong start. stan has been nothing but said the right things. I know. After they booted him herself. the first game, he's yeah. handled it the right way. I'm worried about him now maybe saying the wrong thing to the media, which I would probably do myself. No. But then you can go further do down in the you know doghouse with the fans. Well, I think, he won't, you don't think he will no, he no, he'll no. handle he, it, right?
1: I, I think he's – I've always seen him handle situations, especially with the media, like with the utmost class and everything. I mean, that guy's been through a lot. His He's been up and down in Miami for a long time, and people look at just this last season he had in Miami, which was incredible. It was one of his best seasons. But yeah. before that, he's had so many injuries. He's been up and down. You cannot get in this guy's head. He is such a mental player. He refuses to talk about a game. Like He will not. It's just not going to work. But devil's
0: advocate, if they're in the playoffs in October and the opposing fans boo him, isn't that warming him up for that? I'm saying, like, it's not like he Jesus, I'll bro. say this: like, yeah. if you're mentally weak now, like how are you going to be mentally strong like you're a Billy in the playoffs? Fan. it just no, wants yeah, exactly. to be okay with booing. I'm your cool with team.
1: Billy. I just
3: think <laughs> yeah. baseball's yeah. like, a, it totally a
1: mental game. It's a mental game, and, and, and New York
3: fans turned on A. Rod early because he, you know, because the Jeter relationship, and, right. they, and he never really won them over until late. Now
0: he's won them back. I mean, honestly, give them a time. We booed Doug Peterson, and now we're Super Bowl champions. I'll just leave that there. You Guys hated that
1: hire. A. Rod's winning now, anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Alright, the Odell Beckham Jr. saga seems to be sagging. OBJ expected to be in attendance for the beginning of the Giants offseason workout program slated for Monday. So it doesn't mean he won't be traded, but doesn't mean he won't get a new deal. It just means that he's going to be there today.
2: Make that work. Uh, Giants and Odell Beckham Jr., like, do the right thing, bro. Be, be at everything you're supposed to be at. Be a leader. Your, your talent's too good. Um, you, you, the off-the-field stuff speaks for itself. But being there, being the leader, being the the pro that you're supposed to be, um, don't be jacking around anymore. Make it work.
3: He'll be he, he's back, which is a good thing that he's there training. He wasn't last year, missed off season. I'm curious to see if he stays around because he yeah. likes to train in L. A., which I don't have a problem with. But all the stuff that's been around him, I think the Giants are probably using a little bit of leverage, saying, he hey, needs we to, need yeah." Do you he agree needs, he needs
2: to be there this year? I do. I yeah. do think
3: he needs to be there to kind of show show he wants
2: to be correct. There. Okay.
1: Correct. Johnny Menzel played an illustrious Spring League game on Saturday, and by most accounts, he didn't impress, going 9 and 15 for 82 yards and a touchdown while taking three sacks, but he was quote, both attentive and interactive.
3: Uh, ooh, attentive I know. and interactive. <laughs> I didn't watch, I didn't break down the film, I did see the one highlight. Yeah, and what do you think? Well, he was scrambling, which is not what he needs to show. Everybody knows he can already scramble out of the pocket. Like, he made a play off Mm -hmm. the cuff. Like, it was just a playground play, which is everything he did at Texas A&M and kind of everything he's done in the NFL. He needs to play from a system and show people he can handle a system and read and go through progressions. And I don't honestly don't know if he's going to get that opportunity in this league. But I would be surprised some team brings him in and says, Hey, we're not going to guarantee you anything, but we'll give you a chance. And that's all he's looking for, which
1: is good. Yeah, does he have to be that good for an opportunity? Like he, he doesn't have to like he really, but he show comes with
3: a lot of baggage. Yeah, right. like that's the problem. People are going to say that's the problem. That he's not great, so they're like, "Is it worth it? Is mm-hmm. it really worth us getting that media attention? Uh, You know, the circus that's going to come with him. Maybe it screws up your quarterbacks that you already have. Like there's a side circus.
2: So I think that's the problem.
3: He's yeah. married
1: now. Maybe maybe I, he's getting quiet, guys. The, the
2: human side. I hope it works out for him. And if it doesn't in the NFL, like the CFL or something like that, man. He sounds like he's got his head in the right place.
1: All right. Over to the NBA. The Charlotte Hornets have hired Mitch Kupchak as their next general manager and president of baseball, baseball, basketball (laughs) ops. Please edit that out. Kupchak has a decorated career winning a gold medal and three titles as a player. Then five more as a Lakers executive. Now he takes over Hornets franchise that has failed to get out of the first round since their original term in buzz city in 2002.
2: Okay, MJ, like you're, you're, no, I mean, that shows that you are committed to trying to put the pieces in place to, to be a contender in the East. Um, didn't Mitch have something to do with Golden State for a while, too? I don't want to speak out of turn. Maybe I'm mistaken. Was he an advisor? It doesn't really matter, but Mitch is proven in that, in that capacity and in his ability to do that job, find talent, put pieces together. And so, um, I got to play in Charlotte. We were the Bobcats at the time. Huge, huge basketball um uh town although it's mostly college they deserve a winner there um they'll come out and i think mj is 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 doing the right thing by bringing a guy who's got a proven track record in there
1: congrats to the Suns; they are officially the worst team in the nba and have the odds to get the number one overall pick they have the best odds to get the number one overall pick in june's draft
3: it's a young team that's their babies can they add another baby. No, that you know? I mean, no, it's good. Like they, they could be the next Sixers. They could be the Sixers of the West.
2: Are their pieces not that good? Their pieces are good. I don't know that they they fit like the Sixers pieces fit. Like the the Sixers hit like specific targets that kind of all complement each other. I've been on record. I said it last year. I don't know that this, the the Suns like James Jones is there now. He's a bright dude. Um But for a while they were kind of in this. They were accruing uh, like accruing all this talent, and they and they didn't. They didn't fit. Like, I was like, what's your plan? Where are you going with this? I can't see what you're trying to do. Um uh, maybe the pick this year will
0: tie it all together. I don't know. They have a really good, uh, uh top assistant coach.
2: <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> That's your boy. Oh, isn't it? Jesus. Boy! Tyrone Corbin? <laughs> Me, I, I need to make up with Ty. Yeah, you do. I very do. I need to make up with Ty. We didn't
3: have a moment like, uh, who was is it, Isaiah and Magic, when they teared up? And yeah, done. they have to sit down yeah, and yeah. Heart, we need to heart to heart. Utah
0: was very interested in your story from Friday. Were they? What happened? Ooh, Picked up we some traction. Viral.
2: Did they? Yeah, was, it was it good, good traction viral. or bad traction? It was
0: good traction. traction. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wasn't we getting, getting get credited. No. Oh. Credit so, the podcast. Credit. Play the name. Off the bench.
1: All right. Lastly, guys, in a crowded Western Conference playoff picture, we have one more lock. The Jazz have clinched a playoff berth, while five teams now fight for the final four spots. Meanwhile, in the East, the Sixers have won 14 straight and have won 50 games for the first time since 2001, when Raja was playing for Philly.
3: Bam! Oh. I am officially a Sixers fan. Debo can get into that. Oh, uh, I like this team. They're 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 on fire right now. What? They're young. They're did, talented. I'm looking for a team that can. Did knock you off hear seven. that? What? I didn't, what did
2: you? Did you hear what? What? what the hell? Oh, was a bandwagon I heard <laughs> pulling up.
3: They just I jumped think, on it. Then I it think just every time we've talked about the Sixers, I've said, I like this team. Why not them? What is your team, your
1: basketball team? Heat.
3: I was at the Heat. Oh, really? Uh, first game in franchise history. Were you really? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Pretty yeah, dope. I was in high school. We used to go down there and watch Ronnie Cycli. Who's now oh, spinning yeah. records internationally. Right. Yeah, he's a DJ. Uh, John Sunvold, Gerald oh, yeah. Minor, Are you like going oh, to any way playoff back.
1: Games? We gotta uh, go. We gotta uh, go to I would like to. Games.
3: I haven't been to a game in a long time, so I would actually like to go. Let's yeah, do it. Either. Podcast live from the AAA.
2: From AAA. <laughs> yeah, um, let's do it. Uh, look, quietly though, quietly. And I'm gonna give a little more, like, fuel to the, to the, to the Utah, like, uh, media. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn Snyder. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's really, really good. What he's able to do, um, what he's able to do after they lose Gordon Hayward, uh, and they still have some, I mean, they still have players. Don't get me wrong. Like, but they're, the front office there now, some of the acquisitions they made, Ricky Rubio is huge. Um, they're able, what he's able to do with that. I just can't, I can't, I don't know how else to say it. Like, it's, it's pretty, pretty. Pretty amazing. Like, that team is playing. And it's not that – I mean, they've got some good pieces. I don't mean to, like, downplay how good the players are. The Donovan Mitchell draft was incredible. Like, uh But the style with which they play, the way he gets them to buy into what they're supposed to do and the way they need to play to be successful, not every coach has the ability to do that.
3: There was a tweet I saw. Was it Donovan Mitchell who tweeted out, said something about Quinn Snyder getting coached. If he doesn't get it, coach of the year, like he said something. Somebody out there on their team was like going back for their coach, which I love yeah, yeah. and said like he deserves to be in that mix. Uh, the Sixers. So one of the reasons we're talking about them is because they've been on fire. 14 games in a row. I think a winning streak in the NBA is one of the best things that can happen to you, especially at this type of year.
2: Yeah. Cause you want need to do
3: some sort of carrot. Like when those six, when the Warriors went after the 72 game and they got 73, I thought that was the best thing that happened to Steve Kerr because the team wanted it and I thought it just kept them motivated. So this streak I feel is a really good thing for a team that is young, that can use a little extra focus at this point in the season. When everybody's kind of just jockeying for position, they're just, Hey, let's get there healthy. Let's make sure we get to the playoffs. And that's a really, and not only that, but in a momentum sport, like you carry over that positivity into the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I think. If I had to pick which was more important, I'd say it would be the momentum built up. Like if you're going to have a streak, you certainly don't want it to be in like October if you can't have another one. You want it to be like right now. You want to be streaking going in. You want to be as hot as you can going into the playoffs. But there, I, you you did hit on something like a team like the Sixers to continue to 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 try to maybe beat team record in terms of a streak or something like keeping them focused down the stretch when some of these guys are used to playing 30 game seasons you know not not in their in, in not too long ago and now they're playing 82 game seasons possibly 90 90 some games um, it keeps you focused and, and keeps you sharp but the momentum I think is huge because you've got some teams that got hot midway through the season they've fallen off they've lost they've lost the uh they've lost their chemistry and their flow and and you know those teams it's hard to regenerate that in a playoff series. So you want to be firing on all cylinders. You heard Mike D'Antoni say that the rest versus playing well debate Mm -hmm. a week ago, and he thought it was more important to be playing well.
3: All right, so we got the playoffs. They start Saturday, correct, Ebo? Yes. A Saturday, the playoffs start. I think there's going to be some really fun matchups early, which the NBA could definitely use. Uh, You know, instead of laughers where you see the Cavs just roll through everybody, I think you'll see some much more competitive uh, uh, um, features. Like you're going to see better teams. Uh, is there a matchup that you're kind of looking at? Like anybody's playing the Celtics, Bucks probably most likely in the seventh spot right now. Playing the Celtics, like I think they're getting the gift of the playoffs.
2: Yep, don't you? Yeah, Bucks. Bucks. Uh, Bucks beat the um, Seas. Yeah, I I
3: still kind. I want to see the Heat Cavs
2: matchup. I mean, there are, are a lot of storylines with the Heat Cavs. I just don't, in my heart of hearts, although it defies everything that's been. No, like I, I don't think that it's going to be as interesting a series as people think. I think Miami fans want it to be. I don't think I don't think it, I don't think it will be.
1: I agree. I I kind of don't want Heat Cavs because I just feel like the first couple of games will be exciting and then it's going to be like sad.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be. it it's going to be a four one series.
3: Mm-hmm. I still want to see it go down. No, I hear you. Because <laughs> I mean, because I, 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 I mean, they're probably going to do that to whatever other team they play. It's true, you know. So I'd, I'd rather see it go through the Heat. And I'd like to right. see Dwayne right. Wade like have a, a resurgence. But the problem is, in a seven-game series, he can only give you a game or two, yeah, because of his health. Like yeah. he, he needs time off and can't uh, carry it over. Um The Sixers, Debo. Who do you want?
0: I want the Heat. You do. Yeah, yeah that's the. Matchup. I can go to the games. <laughs> that's can, right. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Pop. So not necessarily. For whole, no, I think, I think the Heat are beatable. Yeah. No. they they're are. Sure. Bucks are a little scary.
3: All right. Then we got the West. The West. I think it's just get me to the Western Conference Finals. That's all I'm. I'm looking at when I watch it. You? Yeah. I mean. Any compelling matchups for you?
2: No. No. Comp- well, I mean, it's so like turbulent down there at the bottom of the West, five through nine, right now. You don't even know who's in. So. Um, I'm on record as saying, if I'm Houston or Golden State, I do not want to draw Oklahoma City. If I'm, if I'm Golden State, let's say, right now, I do not love where I'm sitting. I do not want to play OKC without, without Steph Curry. Um, and Minnesota would be a scary thing for me too, if I was either Golden State or Houston. I know they haven't played well as of late, but when Jimmy you get Butler Jimmy, and- Jimmy Butler back in the mix, um, they become a really dangerous playoff-style team with the type of star power, one-on-one uh, type of players that they could potentially have, and, and and if they lock down defensively. So those two teams, I, I don't want to see, and it's interesting that they're both sitting at 7 and 8 against the top two teams in the West. Um, Portland a sleeper out there, scary. Portland could Portland be interesting.
3: All right, so we talked about the teams that are going to be matching up in the playoffs. We know one team that will not be in the playoffs, that's the Clippers. Right. There's been a lot of talk about blowing this team up, You've seen a lot of the big pieces move on, as you saw Blake Griffin get traded, Chris Paul. <clears throat> there's one guy still standing, and it's Doc Rivers. <laughs> like, after five seasons, is it time to make a move? I don't I don't think not Some people have been chirping at him, and I know there are yeah. guys that might be disgruntled because they're not no longer there, but man, it's almost like one of those things where there's smoke, there's fire.
2: Yeah, it's a hard – look, his job in L.A. the last couple of years, wearing two hats, it's a very hard job. And it's, and, and look, I tried to do one of those jobs in an assistant role and it was almost too much for me. So to do the head GM job and the head coach job, I could not even imagine. I couldn't imagine. Like you just, you're spread so thin that your attention, uh, to detail on either one of the fronts cannot be great. I know he's got Trent Redden, who was the assistant general manager when I was in Cleveland to David Griffin. He's out there now. I'm not exactly sure what role he's in, but if he's bringing in talent like that, it speaks to him maybe like, just concentrating on the coaching side, and maybe they'll be bringing in someone else. I don't know if they've already done it. Do they already have a, a general may I think he's still... Lawrence the,
0: Frank is very involved
2: in the front office there. They need to go ahead and stop making it very involved and make that a separate entity from the coaching staff. And in that case scenario, I don't think you have to... You don't have to get away from Doc. I think Doc's a very good coach, but he needs to concentrate on building those relationships with his teammates, um, keeping the lines of communication open, which is critical for a head coach uh, to have with his star players. If you have that kind of communication, you generally don't get that chirping. Doc's a cool enough cat. Most of the people that have played for him that I know when he was just coach, love him. So we we have to get those lines of communication back together. And I don't have the time to do that with you if I'm the head coach and I'm also trying to be the GM. So let someone else do that job. Let him be the head coach. They had some unfortunate injuries when Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre were together. This year, I mean, you get rid of Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, I'm giving him a pass. Like, I don't know that what you expected him to do this year. So, no, you don't have to move on right now. But if you get him a little bit of talent and he doesn't do something in the next couple of years, yeah, then probably time to go.
3: All right, be interesting to watch, see how that plays out. All right, we're doing our first Audible on the show. Okay. Because I am making an Audible Omaha. on our rundown. Yeah, yeah. Omaha Omaha yeah. is right. Because Debo had scripted in our things to talk about, NHL playoff preview.
0: Yeah, people want to hear it. People... Are you I'm sure? Telling about you. That? I'm you telling you. I want to hear. am telling you. You want to talk about Sidney Crosby getting right. number four?
3: Well, well, dang it! You just used dang. the only guy <laughs> I know on the Penguins. Like that was the only name I could go to on the oh, question. They got and the Flyers God. though, right? And the
2: Penguins three peat. You got the Flyers. What? Hey, what, what do the Flyers look like this year? They look solid. They're all right. They're yeah. All right. <laughs> Hey, can
3: the Golden Knights become the all-time underdog story? Do you hey, know what city they plan?
2: They plan, uh, La, Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. Yes. So that's a good question, though. <laughs> it, the success. What city they plan? No. That was a good question. What, did I read something about the ticket? They, they, they asked the ticket, season ticket holders, like, did they
0: ban them from reselling the playoff tickets? Yeah, they asked them, I think it was called, like, the Golden Vow. The Golden And they told, <laughs> see, they wow. can't put their tickets on the secondary market because Vegas is a town, obviously, where it's going to have a lot of visitors and yeah. right. fans of other teams come in. They don't want... That's cool in the regular season. They don't want that in the playoffs. They want that home ice that's advantage. Yeah.
3: Hey, so, for real, though, can, <laughs> can, can the Capitals... We're talking NHL Ovechkin,
0: playoffs every show
2: through Can they, can through they
1: overcome I'm, their feudal playoff that. history?
2: No, Vetchkin. Yeah. Hey, he's the rocket, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, the
3: toothless, oh, yeah rocket. The toothless rocket, toothless
2: rocket. So
1: for real, which team are you guys really going to be paying attention to?
3: Uh None of them. I really? that, see. Here is the thing: I, I don't want to talk about I hockey. want to have Penguins. to fake our way through it. Like I can't stand when you can tell people don't watch yeah, the don't, sport, I mean, and I don't watch it at all. I don't. Watch I don't think it. any of our listeners do. If you really
0: Listen, want, i the receipts. Talk,
3: if you don't, if you really
1: want hockey breakdowns,
3: probably we will get it done. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll we, start booking hockey guests and we'll break it down. I'll yeah, watch.
1: I was watching the Panthers. They didn't make it final. I'll watch uh, the Lightning. You will. I got the lightning now. You go to the games? games? No. What?
2: I've never been you've been in the games? <laughs> that,
1: All right, that, so here's. What? I used to. I All used right. to.
3: Here's I'm going to go Penguins 3peat. All right, that's my prediction. Uh but here's what I want to do. So because I want to do another topic. We're going to do topics in a minute, but I'm going to do a special edif- special edition <laughs> of Five Star Q&A. Word. On Ooh. Monday. It's Word. A little more serious, okay. but I had okay. a guy reach out to me on Twitter and had a question for us. So okay. Nathaniel Zat- Zatcher or Zacher, I'm not sure. Sorry, Nathaniel. He tweeted at me this Mate? question cuz I think this is good. I think we can help some people. Uh hello Mr. Connell. First of all, don't call me Mr. Connell. <laughs> <laughs> I was I don't have to read all Mr. this stuff where he Cannell. says he's a fan of mine, which is kind of yeah. nice. Uh my senior year of high school, I'm 19. I missed oh. my high school golf state championship by one shot. Oh. I shot 77 with a triple on my second hole. I have a pretty great life and I'm thankful for everything in my life, but every once in a while that sting of being that close comes back. Have you ever had a moment like that in your career, either in high school or Florida State or with the Giants? And if so, how do you deal with it? And he also said, also ignore all those haters and trolls out there. You keep doing it. Yeah. I like that last bit. Maybe that's why I put it on there. But to Nathaniel, I think we've all had those moments. Like yeah. I of still, it still stings me. High school, sophomore year, state championship, we lost by one point. Buddy of yep. mine missed like a, a kind of a layup, but he was going through the lane. We still talk about it. Like, it still hurts. I think the key is you don't let it define you. you use it to motivate you, and you'll be able to overcome yeah. all those adver- – like, everybody has adversity in life that you have to overcome.
2: Yep. Um, I've gotten plenty of those moments playing basketball where you miss a shot or you do something that could cost you the game. I've had them coaching where, like, I should have called the timeout. I didn't. Kids had a turnover, and we lose huge games at John Lucas tournaments. Like, it happens – Um my biggest story for me is like, I mean, I got signed by the San Antonio Spurs. They gave me a full contract and they wound up cutting me. Like I was that close to like living my dream out and I got, I got cut. And so, you know, it's not everybody has those moments where you get knocked down or you don't feel like you're going to achieve what you want to achieve. Like that's that it's what you do after that that counts. It's what it's the way you get back up and this is cheesy stuff, but it's real talk. It's the way you handle yourself. In the face of that adversity that defines who you are and ultimately will, will get you where you want to go. Cause it's not in any profession, bro, sports, anything. It's not always peaches and cream, right? right. It's not always roses. Like you got, you got to figure out how to get up off the canvas and fight.
3: These are the lessons I try to teach my kids, my yeah. daughters. So it was really good cause we were watching some of the masters prep and they were talking about guys who had blown leads before, mm-hmm. uh, because Patrick Reed had the three shot lead going in and they saw Dustin Johnson when he was at the US Open at oh, Pebble yeah. Beach. And they showed him, like, duff a shot. And I was watching my my daughter, and her eyes kind of, like, they lit up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that happened to him? They do that, too. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, people, nothing goes perfectly in life. Right. Anybody. Like, Peyton Manning had an awful rookie year. They were awful. You know? Like, he threw a bunch of interceptions. Anybody. Don't let it define you. Keep working hard. Use it to drive you. That's like, it. use your failures to overcome in the future. Yeah, ma'am. And, uh, stick
2: with it. Uh, that's right. Keep them, like, keep them right on your shoulder. Keep them, keep them in the back of your, in your mind. Always something you could draw from. Yeah. What's
1: good that stuff Cardi B Daniel. song? Get up <laughs> <laughs> <And> ten. <it> down <laughs> nine is. times and I get up ten. There Come on. She came up with <laughs> that? Bam. She came up with she that. She no, but she I'm did. just saying it was the first song on her new album. And Bam. listen to that, that. Shout out that. Cardi. Nathaniel. Oh, Nathaniel. Best life. Yeah. All right, let's do some topics. <laughs> you dropped the song, you know.
0: <laughs> WrestleMania 34, Sunday night in New Orleans. You guys were locked in, I know. The he Undertaker. Was now, he this there? Might,
3: this might, Yeah, he did. He came <laughs> did back. He? Came back. Now, just, just worked. worked. John I have Cena. A, this might be a really dumb question. John Cena got beat? No, hold on. I, we're going to get to this. Oh, I just have a question real quick. Do you have to buy WrestleMania or is it on TV now? Like is it was it
0: pay per view last night? If you have the WWE network, I think. Oh, that's what It's, on. it's I, I, part I, that's of it. That's how much I know. I don't know. I mean,
1: either. we were all watching. I yeah, watched, of course. Uh, yeah, so Undertaker
0: back. Daniel yep. Bryan back. And the, the Rock did not show up, sadly. He. Was, but probably the biggest news. What?
1: He. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let go. With the Rock? Yeah. <laughs> he. I know he like went to China. <laughs> like He was not in, in China. China.
3: Yeah, he was promoting Rampage. Not I too. Ronda Rousey, not New Orleans.
0: <laughs> you know Ronda like. Rousey, that's the biggest story of the night. Any and any intrigue with her well, switching, crossing over? I thought the fact that she fan. body slammed Triple H was kind of cool. Almost, yeah. yeah. I
1: think it's fun. <laughs> she he like, she, like she was impressive. <laughs> I think it's fun to watch her in like a different. That was her stage. first
0: in ring real action at WrestleMania. Was she she looked piece? like she belonged. I thought was she, wearing she was a smiling piece? a lot. She was. Maybe that was it. Uh,
3: what was the deal with Cena running out? Like he got he he got somebody whispered in his ear and he ran out the stadium like and left the arena.
0: It's all dramatic. It's, it's all it a totally show. Is. I love it. No, it is.
3: I wish I wish they would stop having stunts like Rousey body slamming Triple H because it almost looks so fake. Like because I mean, he she does can, like jump on him. Yeah. I get it. It's impressive up. that she can pick him up and she can hold him on her shoulders, but it would never happen. Like I like try to keep it a little bit.
0: What well, would your uh, entrance music be? I was
3: just gonna ask that. Well, see, I got to pick walk up music in baseball, right?
0: But is it the same oh, if you were a, oh, a WWE persona?
3: Uh I'd have to come up with a persona. What yeah, would you I pick? Agree. Do you have a walk-up music? I UK have a walk-out song pick. No. Well, I might you come out old rap, school like, like DMX. Yeah, I, so, I might come so, out to that. My own rap. That's what I would do. Push do him up. Do you have and a song? A walk-out song, Raja? Up.
2: No. I
3: You've just never
1: thought there. of that? No. Uh, Gosh, I've I, always thought of this. I put in really. I got one.
2: Stride out.
3: I had some corny stuff. What's when your I was music? Baseball.
1: Um I can't say the name of the song because it's inappropriate. But the the <laughs> song is by Kanye. Yeah. The one that's like dun 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 dun. Gold
2: digger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that your song? Are you gold digger?
1: <laughs> Do you know what it is? I don't know the song. What? I don't. I no. don't like Kanye. W- why?
2: I've, I'm, I've had you? this discussion before uh, what do you. Do you? Do I'm out you? On Kanye. No, not that he did anything Wait, to me. I do real? Don't, yeah. I don't think he's he a bad person. I just don't, I don't.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with Kanye. I'm
2: coming out to you this. Bam. Oh I'm, I'm coming out to You, this. you had
1: yours ready? Come time. on, get mine ready.
3: Oh, that's my rap. That's why okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> a, and the boys?
0: Oh, okay, yeah we, can't, right, we can't right. yeah, we can't play Yeah, we can't play that. You can't play, play my song. Sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> I think this is going to be the last time uh, that we mention the phrase dilly-dilly on the podcast. We can Bless. retire it after this, hopefully. Oh, um, it was banned, we talked about, from being uttered out of the lips of Masters patrons. But what if they were to wear the catchphrase on their head? So Bud Light, pretty savvy company, handing out green and yellow Masters colored hats just down the road in Augusta for potential patrons to wear at the Masters. What do you think would have happened if they or that inside de- the grounds, They're getting yanked They weren't sure. spotted in the grounds. They didn't let them I in? I don't
3: think so, because you would have gotten tossed. Like, if you can't say it, they would have noticed, and they would have said, ah, that's obnoxious. They're old, crutchety, although I love them. It's a beautiful chorus. <laughs>
0: Danny, <laughs> Danny, Danny, hit us with your poll that you put on Twitter yesterday about being a member at Augusta. All
3: right, I'll ask you guys this question, because I think this is Because very- I
0: feel like you omitted one potential option Which that was, people...
3: All right, so my question was, what would you give up to be a member at Augusta National, she had four options. One, you'd have to give up one of your children, only if you had multiple easy, children. Ten. <laughs> <not> your, <laughs> you could give up a finger. You give up three years of your life, or you could give up your spouse.
1: Wait, I would give up nine, none, none of oh, that. So that straight. was that
3: was the option that Devo was looking for. But I what? didn't want that option in there. I none? wanted a lot of people want, were just if like, if I
2: had to give up one, yeah, if you presented it like easy. that, I give up a finger. You would. Yeah. So
3: a lot, most of the what winners.
1: What were uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd give up three answer? years of
3: my life. Like, for, on the back end, like, who cares about 85 to 88? Like, yeah. just give those three years back. What? I'd give yeah. up. Yeah. You're
1: like, whatever. Life is great at, from 85 to 88. <laughs> why? You don't to That's when I'm bagging for public. I'd rather be golfing
3: from 50 to 88. Whatever it is. I'd rather golf this time. Yeah, the you only, wouldn't give up anything. Huh? You'd give no. up. I I would. I would consider the what finger. If you
1: couldn't choose the finger, and it was like your thumb. Well, then it could affect your golf swing. Well, yeah, i like, would yeah, have to be able to <laughs> pick right? the finger. Like this yeah. sounds yeah. like an awful.
2: Uh, Ooh, you, you I came up with this. <laughs> yeah. That was my genius. <laughs> <laughs> poll. I know. It's actually <laughs> pretty <laughs> tough question. Six thousand voters weighed in. So what?
3: What one? Uh, the three years of your
2: life. People actually
3: said they would have given up five.
1: Wait, three years of your life. Remember at
2: Augusta? Yes.
1: This sounds like the dumbest thing ever. A couple people said they would give up all
3: four. They, said they would give up all of them.
1: As
2: someone who's so They hate their lives. <laughs> yes, yeah. they do. Well, they, those
3: guys were single, so they said yeah. it was, was basically equated to a finger. And oh, they give up life. all four choices I got you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm single. I have no children. I would easily just take either of those.
0: Um, <laughs> last topic today. So UMBC basketball. Last month, we remember the most historic upset maybe in college basketball history, knocking off number one Virginia as a 16 seed. Well, the Golden Retrievers lacrosse team did it again, this time Whoa! in lacrosse. Did they really? Knocking off number one, Albany. So the Twitter game's still strong for (laughs) UMBC. They added Alabama saying, Alabama football saying, hello. You know those Thai people can't take a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little offended. UMBC doesn't have a football team.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Relax, Bama. You got the market cornered. All right. Did they really? Was it a 16-1 upset, or was it like an 8-1 because they only have so many teams? It
0: wasn't in the tournament. It was just a regular oh, season game, but right. Albany was number one in the country, so Dang UMBC up. on there a There you
3: go, UMBC.
2: Ooh, shut out. I could be is, locked
3: into oh, that. Good stuff. Let's get a UMBC easy, lacrosse down. coach on next, the next <laughs> podcast. We'll work on that. <laughs> we'll get their hockey coach. All right, good stuff. All right, good stuff <laughs> we today. We a
1: hockey person. <laughs> yeah. here. Picks
3: and props, <laughs> NHL I edition coming it. Wednesday. Oh, picks and props, NHL edition. Win all the money right here. We're going to roll over those Masters bets straight into NHL. i got to start studying now. I got you. <laughs> All right. Hey, good stuff from Nathaniel. Thanks for hitting us up with that question. And uh, make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Ask us anything in the comment section. We'll have to get to it. We promise. And as always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Canel and Bell.